This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right. So, Carol Masser, I have to say, this is a conversation that I have really been looking forward to. Uh, a friend of ours, I dare say, coming back to join us. We had a fantastic conversation with him earlier uh, in the year and just the sort of person that we need at a time like this to give us some perspective. His name is Michael Ainsley. You may know his name. He's the former chairman of Lehman Brothers, also the former chairman, present CEO of Sotheby's. He's a philanthropist, uh, just a guy who knows a lot about the world and markets. He joins us on the phone from Florida. Michael, uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thanks, Jason and Carol. It's great to be back with you. Thank you. All right. Well, let me start by asking you. You're well. Tell us about sort of what's going on uh, around you down in Florida. Well, our community down here is hunkering down, and uh, we, uh, we're we getting the word out that people really don't realize how serious this is. Uh, people aren't listening to their local officials well enough. People really need to get in their homes and, and the social distance. Um, there's still too much uh, interaction going on, and, and it's, it's spreading very, very rapidly. The, the reports are just not accurate on what the, the reported cases are, as we all know. But, um, you know, we're healthy. We're doing well. My wife and I, I our daughter's in Nashville. She may, she's been exposed to it. Vanderbilt seems to be a bit of a hot spot. Mm. So uh, we're, we're worrying about her, but uh, we're fine. Yeah, and, and it is kind of interesting because we were watching just even today, Michael, um, first we heard from the governor of Massachusetts and the governor of New Jersey, and then we heard from the district, Washington, D.C., and it does seem that as the cases pick up, whether there's more testing, that we're seeing increasingly a hunkering down of cities and really states overall. You know, the president, I think, was asked earlier this morning in the uh, update on the virus whether or not there should be a national lockdown. His point was not everybody has it as severe as maybe California or New York. Do you think that we're at a point where we need to see some kind of national lockdown or not yet? I'm not quite sure of, of a national lockdown, but there certainly need to be stronger regional lockdowns. We have a lockdown in West in Palm Beach, but West Palm Beach is still having a, a parties on the beach mm. uh, and in the hotels. So they're as close to us as you are, you know, next door to people in New York. So it's it's uh, not working if, if communities in, in a region don't act in concert. Well, and Michael, you know, you understand human beings uh, very well. Is this just people kind of willfully ignorant about this or what's happening? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, you know so many people in, in New York that I'm guessing you are getting firsthand reports of what it's like here. I mean, I'm hunkered down in Westchester. Carol's in uh, Jersey City. You know, our company's building is, is effectively closed uh, as of this weekend, as is every business in the state of, of New York. So I do wonder, you know, why someone wouldn't see that, especially, a, you know, a well-educated person and say, all right, I got to change my behavior. I think the uh, I think the leadership has not been strong and consistent on this. Mm. I think the media has has uh, tried to educate people, but people just aren't yet fully uh, listening enough, and they're not fright. Fr- frankly, they're not frightened enough, yeah. and they they need to be because this is very serious. This is n- not not uh, going to go away quickly. Well, All right. I- 
Well, Go ahead. I was going to ask you, because you said, you know, not acting in concert. And I do think that that's been something that we've been covering a lot in Business Week magazine about the need for a coordinated effort right now, you know, whether it pertains to the global economy, global markets, and most importantly, the global health situation. Um, you know, there's been so many increased tensions around the world, Michael. How do you look at that from, you know, uh, kind of the relationships or lack thereof that are going on around this globe right now? Well, I heard the governor of New York saying, well, it wouldn't help to lock down New York if the uh, surrounding states don't do the same thing. Mm. Uh, I think there has to be co- cooperation, and, and much more so than there has been. I mean, we, we've we been warned by Italy and China and Korea of what needed to be done, and we haven't listened. So uh, I'm I'm a little pessimistic right now. Yeah. So, Michael, I, I know you watch the markets uh, closely, and we're wrapping up a week here, unlike uh, many we've seen uh, in a long time, certainly, uh, maybe ever, and you know, time will tell. Uh, what do you make of of what the market did this week? And you know, there certainly was some fear there. It, it feels like. How do you read it? Well, you know, I look back to 2008 when I was a director at Lehman Brothers, and um, this crisis is so much worse. I I think that the policymakers learned something from 2008. I don't think they anticipated how badly and how quickly uh, the uh, the the fallout, the crisis in 08, would develop. There, it was uh, it was not an, the enemy was not a disease. It was a big a big bank without a lot of friends. Uh, this time, it's much easier, I think, politically to uh, get consensus. And fortunately, we've got a government that is seemingly uh, working in coordination. I just hope they move very, very quickly. Uh, the loss of jobs and the loss of income that is experienced all over this country is staggering. Literally, I, t- I heard a, a, a restaurateur yesterday who had 4,200 employees last week. Today he has six. Wow. Right. And then I hear someone on television saying we shouldn't make government loans to any company that lays off any employees. That is really uh, being said by someone who's never run a business. You can't keep 4,200 employees when you have zero revenue. Right. Right. And so let's talk about that, and we're going to talk about this a lot more. We're going to keep you uh, with us. Uh, Just briefly, the bailouts uh, that we're talking about so far, and I I use that term, you know, intentionally, uh, are we thinking about it in in the right sense? Just got about a minute, and then we'll bring you back. Uh, You you want me to Yeah, it Just bail bail bailouts real quick. I think the uh, the bailout is the wrong term. These no, nobody did anything wrong here. This is yeah. a pandemic that really came upon us so rapidly, and the industries that have been wiped out—you know, the air travel, cruise ships, movies, restaurants, uh, the music and entertainment business. I have a family member who runs a company with bands all over the country. That was last month. Now they're all unemployed. Yeah. Uh, so we have to take government, concerted government action and provide bridge financing. I think we've got to provide much more unemployment insurance yes. because literally millions are going to be unemployed that were employed gainfully very recently. 
sending out checks is is good, but it's not adequate because this could go on for several months. And that's All right, Michael really Ainsley, point. hang with us. we got so much more to talk to you about. Uh, really excited you're with us. Michael Ainsley, former chairman of Lehman Brothers, former chairman and CEO of Sotheby's as well. A lot of great perspective. We'll bring you more of that in a minute. Um, you're listening to Bloomberg Business Week. Carol Master, Jason Kelly. With us right now is Michael Ainsley, former chairman of Lehman Brothers, former chairman, president, and CEO of Sotheby's, uh, joining us uh, on the phone from Florida. He's got a book out, too, A Nose for Trouble, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Michael, I want to go back to, though, what you said about you know bridge financing and unemployment benefits for workers. I do feel like this crisis, maybe unlike others that we've gone through as a society, um, is really kind of revealing um, how vulnerable so many workers are um, and that they don't either have a safety net, you know, uh, a personal safety net, or they have situations where employers can let them go, uh, will let them go um, if forced to. And I do wonder, you know, how this really speaks to the greater inequalities that are going on in our society. Well, I think uh, clearly... uh the, the uh, vulnerability, and I, I heard uh, a, a politician some time ago say two-thirds of the people who live in Florida literally are two paychecks away from personal insolvency. Mm. That is a horrible way to live, and that's the way most people live in this country. Um, it's remarkable that uh, the restaurant industry alone employs over 15 million people. I had no idea how big it was. And that industry is basically decimated. So we have to take massive federal action. And I think this, the, the idea of sending checks is just not adequate. It's got to be uh, unemployment insurance that's extended and, you know, for, for much, much longer than the current rules allow. And so, Michael, do you hear sort of a drumbeat building around that? I mean, you talked to some very important people, I, I, I know. Are there folks that are getting in the president's ear and, and Schumer and McConnell and Pelosi and those folks sort of making that case? I feel like I am hearing a little bit more about that, uh, that especially that idea of extending unemployment. I can't say that I'm talking to those people, but I certainly hope this weekend as they shape this massive uh, program to uh, respond to this crisis, that that's one of the major things they're looking at. Um, you know, they've. it's interesting. The, uh, the playbook that was written back in 08 when Lehman went under and the, uh, the uh, economy went into a massive tailspin has been very similar to what's being done now from a fiscal point of view. They brought interest rates down immediately to zero. They're supporting the commercial paper market. They're lending to brokers and banks under the primary dealer credit facility. It's, it's really the 2008 playbook. Mm-hmm. But, but this time, the, the impact on individuals is so much greater and so mm-hmm. much quicker that they've got to do many more things. Well, and it is interesting, too. I am surprised at how long I understand that creating policy, getting Congress to vote on things. It can't happen quickly, but I do feel like things are taking um, too long. And as we heard from our economics team earlier, the longer this goes on, the more it's going to cost society. Do you agree? I do agree. And uh, the idea that, that companies can make it through this time period without revenue for two, three, four months, or whatever it turns out to be, is just not realistic. Um, there's really got to be some major intervention in markets and in 
providing support for particularly uh, a few industries, key industries like, uh, you know, airline production. Clearly, we need Boeing to survive and do well. Uh, national defense, we need those companies and, and businesses to, to continue to be strong. And then the big job-creating industries, airlines, hotels, restaurants, uh, those are the the industries that we've got to bridge through this and, and bring out the other side in a reasonably healthy condition. So bear with me. And you were kind enough to sit down with Jason and I earlier this year. and We talked about a lot of things. But you know the pushback that folks are saying, you know, why should these industries be bailed out? Um, Boeing has had some problems leading up and, you know, up to this at this point. Um, I'm just curious, you know, folks are saying, you know, some of these big companies got great tax breaks under the tax overhaul package, and they didn't create self-safety nets for themselves like they should have. A lot of them did buybacks and so on and so forth. I, I know, you know, what you said earlier, but I'm just, what do you say to that pushback? Well, I say this is this is not a, a fiscal uh, crisis. This is a health crisis. It's completely different from the uh, the last time. And I, frankly, have not heard much pushback against a massive federal response. Uh, I think there's a, a remarkable political consensus right now, and uh, I hope that it gets gets really hammered out in a very productive way this weekend. Uh, I've also heard something very interesting from a banker friend of mine. A lot of companies are bringing cash back from overseas uh, enterprises, their divisions and subsidiaries. They're bringing cash back to this country for uh, basically to create bulletproof, uh, what he called fortress balance sheets. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually a healthy sign, probably not one that's been very much commented on or maybe even aware of it. But uh, the banks uh, that handle these transfers are seeing massive amounts of cash come back from foreign subsidiaries. That's interesting. All right, we're going to continue talking with Michael Ainsley, former chairman of Lehman Brothers, former chairman, president, and CEO of Sotheby's, and his book, A Nose for Trouble, came out in January. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment right here on Bloomberg Business Week. Well, let's uh, continue our conversation with Michael Ainsley. So enjoying spending some time with him, former chairman of Lehman and also the former chairman, CEO, president of Sotheby's. Also, the author of a book. We got to catch up with him earlier in the year about that. Highly recommend you go back and listen to that full extended uh, podcast. But, you know, Michael, you talk a lot in that book about the financial crisis, being in the room. Uh what are the lessons you learned from that that you're thinking about now in this crisis when it comes to leadership, when it comes to grace under pressure, all of those things? Well, I think the, uh, as you know, in that interview we talked uh, just, it's remarkably uh, recent, only about three or four weeks ago we were meeting and the world was so different, but yeah. uh, it is my strong, strong feeling that, that, uh, Hank Paulson made a major public policy mistake by letting Lehman collapse, and I, I still feel that way. And uh, fortunately, I think that uh, resonates with policymakers now. I think they realize that the uh, that was unnecessary and could easily have been avoided. Um, in terms of what lessons I've taken away from it, uh, too much leverage, as I said at the time, um, I think some of the Dodd-Frank changes are, have made banks safer. I think we're seeing that right now. There has been a 
bit of a, a decline in, in, in bank stocks these week, this last week or two, but they're not uh, any. No one is really uh, worried about their health at this point, in my opinion. So I think some things are are much stronger than they were at that point. In fact, in general, our economy has been quite strong. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a time where we need to think about things. Uh, I, I just made a note to myself. Uh, I went out and bought 10 books. I'm sitting here looking at a stack of 10 books. Uh, I'm reading three or four of them. And the first time I've gotten four books underway at the same time (laughs) in a long time. Uh, It's a time to quiet our minds. It's a time to to reconnect. And we're reconnecting. I I think it's very exciting. We're reconnecting in new ways, Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, WebEx, all these great ways that we can meet up with friends and family and and still uh, keep in contact but not have the risk of uh, spreading this awful virus. You know, well, Michael, you- it, it is just to just a one quick thought on that. I mean, it is interesting, Michael, you know, we did it with you when we started this conversation. You know, amazing every guest we talked to. I mean, I think Carol and I make a point of essentially saying mm-hmm. like how are you? How are you? How are you doing? Which is something candidly we're not, I mean, we're very nice people, but we're not in the habit of always doing that. You know, it, it is causing us to, to slow down and, and reconsider, Checking Carol. on everybody's health yeah. and their, their mental condition, too. I think it's a time for meditation. I, my wife and I spend every evening uh, a good bit of time with Deepak Chopra on our iPhone or iPad. Uh, there's a great app out there oh. called Headspace yeah. that our daughter yeah. introduced us to that yeah. puts you in touch with a lot of, of uh of meditation uh, techniques and, and apps. And, you know, meditation lowers our blood pressure, and goodness knows we need to do that at this time. No, that's a really good point. Um, and Deepak has an incredible app, if I'm, I'm correct, I think that uses AI. You're actually, like, kind of talking with him. Michael, what I do wonder is, so what will be the lasting impact? It's funny that you say that about family. I have a large family. We do a lot of group text chats all the time. But last night, my daughter had a birthday, and we've been secluded. And a bunch of my family members actually did a FaceTime chat. And it was the most moving and sweet thing. Um, to see everybody's faces, and I think we've really gotten away from it. I do wonder, longer lasting, what do you think might be the impact? Because I think a lot of folks are thinking the bigger impact is, wow, we can all work remotely more. <laughs> but what do you think I might think, be the I lasting impact? I think you're right. I think uh, we're going to learn that we don't have to be in an office every day to be highly productive. Mm. I think I think in, in, a, in an odd way, I think this is going to help women and families Maybe even more than men, uh, because uh, they're uh, they have they have made sacrifices for their families. Uh, I also think we're going to rethink a lot of things about the way we uh, put ourselves in airplanes and ships and hotel rooms that aren't necessarily uh, of, of very uh, safe. Uh, I think offices are going to be shared a lot more than they have been. I think this uh, may may be a bellwether in terms of uh, a change in the way uh, office space is looked at. I think there are going to be some very, very fundamental changes in in the way we uh, we live. Well, we're so grateful to you, uh, yeah. Michael Ainsley. You are just, you're a great guy. And we really, yeah. well, uh, we really, really enjoy spending it. time with you whenever we get a chance to. Uh, your book, A Nose for Trouble, 
folks, check it out. You know, uh, as Michael said, a lot of us are reading a little bit more, uh, maybe binge-watching a little bit more uh, than we should. But take the time. Uh, it's just a terrific book. Really gives you a sense of the last time we were in this type of environment, really yeah. not knowing what was going to happen next, looking for leadership looking at decisions that were made uh, at the highest levels. Uh, so Michael Ainsley, just so, so grateful uh, to you, Carol. Yeah, no, and we, you know, go back to our conversation. We did, as Mike Michael said, you know, it was the end of January and how much has changed yeah. in about six weeks. Um, we actually did an extended podcast with Michael. So go to uh, Bloomberg.com and check it out because you can download it. It really is just uh, a wonderful conversation. And I have to say, I really love reaching out to these folks who have seen a lot of different cycles, crises, um, stresses in our system, and to get their perspective, I think it's really helpful. And I think what he had to say about you know things changing, and I've thought about that too, about showing how maybe for women this totally. would be a big move for them in being able to juggle a lot more, and maybe workers overall, certainly as men and women start to share increasingly um, what goes on at home. So really terrific. Folks, we're going to end on a lighter note, so stick around. We've got an interesting conversation uh, coming up in just a moment with the uh, Director of Portfolio Manager over at uh, Weinbau. So, but Weinbau. So we'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> 